The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Kelly Hill knows that when we eat well, we live well. When we live well, we have rich, vibrant lives. By focusing our eating on properly prepared, nutrient-dense whole foods, Kelly Hill teaches us how easy eating well and living well can be. Now here's your host, Kelly Hill. Welcome to Eat Well to Live Well with me, your host, Kelly Hill. There's a lot of confusing information regarding nutritional advice and diet plans out there. I'm going to try and demystify that advice and explain why not every program works for every person. I also want to explain the effects of different timing for eating in order to reach your goals. Finally, we'll wrap up with some easy tips to improve your health and to keep you from sabotaging your plan. And don't miss out on the free stuff that we're going to offer too. So let's start out acknowledging we all know someone who was successful with Weight Watchers, South Beach, Atkins, the grapefruit diet, cabbage soup, paleo, etc., 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 And we all know someone who the exact same diet didn't work for because there's no one size fits all. And then the other day, I'm at my chiropractor's office and he's running really late, quite frankly. And I pick up, there's two different magazines there. I pick up the first one and I think it was a shape magazine, if I remember right. And I'm looking through it and and one of the lead articles there is uh, about how what we're doing that's ruining our our weight loss plan. So I, I pick it up and I read through it. And and what their, their comment was that you should eat every two to four hours because waiting too long is what's ruining it. And I was like, oh, interesting. And so and right next to it, and then I pick up a fitness. I told you he was running really late. Pick up a fitness magazine, I think it was. And there they're telling me that you need to wait at least four hours between eating that snacking is what's ruining your diet plan and then there's a women's health which is talking about how kate middleton's going to do the ducan diet again and that that's what we all need to do and and i I looked at this i thought well no wonder people are confused heck i mean i'm in this world i live breathe this world and and i i'm looking at this and i'm thinking what are you telling people this is crazy well here's the real truth It's all accurate. Almost every plan works for someone. It all depends on if you happen to pick the right plan. So using my husband and I, that's who I always use as an example, because my husband is of German lineage, and he can eat any grain, all the bread he wants, drink his beer. I mean, they're just, he has an iron stomach. There's nothing that bothers him. I, on the other hand, um, I'm going to pretend I'm a little dainty thing. No, but I do. I have a very delicate system. I start eating too much of of the grain foods. I have a minor gluten intolerance. Um, If I have dairy foods, I have to limit that. I have a a lactose intolerant. And so we're totally different people. Now, when they do this research... How how happy are the paleo people going to be if they have somebody like me, or mostly happy, 
you know, and how, how happy are the people going to be that, that are advocating grains, the whole grain food people, if they have my husband? I mean, it, we're completely different people. The same diet isn't going to work for us. We're going to have different reactions. So, um, you know, the research is right. It just depends on who they have in that research group. You put my husband and I in the same research group, you're going to get totally opposite results and totally opposite research information. But the reality is you could spend years trying all your friends' diet plans or the latest magazine article or the newest celebrity diet, and and you may still not find the right plan for you. Now, obviously, on radio, I can't guide you on a completely personalized journey, but I can tell you that most of the time, I find people fall into one of four dominant glands. Now, these different dominant glands determine where you get your energy, where you store your fat, what types of foods you should eat, and what types of foods you crave. We'll cover conquering food cravings next week, but give yourself a head start by identifying your dominant gland with a free questionnaire on my website, therightnutritionplan.com. You'll find it on the right sidebar under the quick links. It's called When and What to Eat. Now, I think of these dominant glands in terms of the glandular system because everything you eat has an effect on your glandular system. So if you eat the foods that are in the best harmony with the metabolic needs of your dominant gland, you will easily lose excess fat, have increased energy, reduce your appetite, lose cellulite, have less food cravings, improve your digestion, and enhance your moods. Now, I know this sounds like a magic pill, huh? Well, it kind of is, really, but there's no pill. There's only nutrient-dense whole foods, which we discussed last week. The approach is kind of the same with each dominant gland diet, and that's to restrict the foods that are stimulating to the dominant gland and to encourage foods that strengthen and support your less active glands. Now, here's the rub. And, of course, there's always something, right? We derive our energy most easily from the gland that is strongest in our metabolism. The food that stimulates that gland naturally gives us the most effective energy lift. The hormones that are secreted by each of those glands has a very specific feeling associated with it. And we end up forming an association very early in life with the feeling that comes from our dominant gland hormones. So let's use as an example what I would call an adrenal-dominant person. So we've all had an, an adrenaline feeling. You know, it, it's kind of almost a, uh, that rush that, that for some it's like an un, unlimited power feeling, that surge of adrenaline in a fight-or-flight situation that, you know, if it, you know somebody jumps out of you at, at you or you're on a roller coaster or tied up in traffic and, you know, there, we've all had that moment. But for people that are adrenal dominant, that, that feeling is comforting and right. I mean, they're very comfortable with that feeling. The rest of us are like, ah, get us off. You know, so, I mean, we have, everybody has this. And then each person feels most at home, most like herself, when the body is enjoying an abundance of hormones from the dominant gland. So to find balance, not only do we have to fight against this feeling of comfort, we have to counter stress in our lives because stress is there. And stress takes a lot of form. 
So we are a lot of different forms. And so one of the things that, that we need to be aware of is we have good and bad stress all the time. It can be physical in the the idea that, uh, you know, maybe go for a great run or go to the gym. That's a good physical stress. It can also be, hey, you have to, you know, move your mother-in-law's couch and not not maybe such as a good physical stress. Um, you can have, you know, mental stress, whether it's, you know, the good kind where you're really focusing on something and pushing it uh, in, in a fun way, uh, you know, or the bad kind of a mental stress. Same thing with emotional. You can have, you know, good emotional stress. My, yay, my friends are coming. We're going to have a great time. Um, you know, bad emotional stress. You know, yay, my family's coming for the holidays. Um, you know, or, or some combination of any of the physical, mental, or emotional stresses. Good or bad, our body sees it the same, same, feels it the same way. And when we're under stress, we want to feel more centered. We want more calm. We want to feel more like ourselves. So we react to the stress by overeating those foods that appear to relieve our stress. They increase our energy and they make us feel more centered. That is those foods that stimulate our dominant gland. Now we have cravings. We don't crave the nutritional value. I mean, nobody's body says, hey, please, I want more vitamin C. It's the value as a stimulant to the dominant gland that we're craving. We think we crave a food, but it's really the feeling that we're craving. And the feeling isn't bad in and of itself. I mean, what's bad is the way we come to rely too much on that feeling. We begin to overeat the food that gives it to us, and then we exhaust our dominant gland. And it's, so you're not crazy when you think food gives you a lift, but also makes you feel like you've calmed down because it's true. That's actually what's happening. I mean, you're really, really not crazy. It's happening both at the same time. It's going to bring you up and calm you down when you stimulate your dominant gland. The, the, your clients sometimes are in tears when I tell them this is real. You're not crazy, and it's not about willpower. This is about how we begin to balance our systems and not overstimulate the one gland. And we do that with these nutrient-dense foods that we talked about last time. So um, we're, you know, this, is, this is new news sometimes to people, and, and I understand that. And this isn't a magic pill. This, again, is a, a process, a journey, a path that you're going to start approaching by restricting the foods that stimulate your dominant gland. And we're going to start encouraging the foods that strengthen and, and support your uh, less active glands. And that's, that's, you know, it sounds kind of difficult, but it isn't. And we're, we'll definitely make sure that we go through all this um, because I, I want you to know that, that you're not crazy. This isn't about willpower. This is about finding the balance. And when we have that proper balance, um, you don't have the cravings. You don't have the desires. Um, you're not being held hostage by your food. You're being able to eat this this great this great balance. So, um, what we want to do is is come back. We have to take a short break right now. And when we come back, we'll continue the discussion of identifying your dominant gland to help you find your best food choices. You're listening to Eat Well to Live Well with me, your host Kelly Hill.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Not only can you learn about new and fascinating nutritional products at therightnutritionplan.com, but you can win them too. Every month, The Right Plan features a nutritional or innovative product like the ECO Lunchbox, pumpkin seed butter and pumpkin protein powder, fudge sauce from Wax Orchards, Zorba's handcrafted raw chocolates, coconut oil, and so much more. And every month, one lucky visitor will win the product to try themselves. It's easy to enter. Just visit therightnutritionplan.com slash giveaway. After you've entered the giveaway, check out some of Kelly's delicious recipes that not only will please your taste buds, but your waistline and health as well. At therightnutritionplan.com, you'll learn more about all the wonderful nutritious options that are available to you and your family. Remember, everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose in the right plan. Rightnutritionplan.com slash giveaway. Better than an apple a day? An online membership to the right plan. With an on-the-go lifestyle, it can be hard to make our nutrition a priority. Kelly Hill was there. That's why the Right Plan Nutrition Online Membership was formed. Over the years, Kelly's worked on solutions that can make health and nutrition decisions easier, saving time and money. Find hundreds of fun, fast, exciting, healthy recipes for the family that everyone will love. A new recipe with video tutorial each month so you fully understand how to make what are sure to become your family's favorite foods. Great research on biased articles on nutrition, encouragement through the success stories of others, weekly support emails to help you continue reaching your goals, and so much more. Membership has its benefits. And with the Right Play Nutrition Online membership, the benefit is more time to spend with a healthier you and healthier family. Become a member today at therightnutritionplan.com slash membership. Everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and right plan. Rightnutritionplan.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Eat Well to Live Well with your host, Kelly Hill. If you have a question for Kelly, you can email her at eatwelltolivewell at therightnutritionplan.com. Now let's get back to Kelly Hill. Welcome back as we continue at Eat Well to Live Well. I'm your host, Kelly Hill. Today we've been talking about why some diets work for some people and not for others. It's because of the glandular system. So now that we've talked about all the dominant glands, let's, let's start breaking it down. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start using myself as an example And I'll let you know, I'm a thyroid-dominant person. So caffeine, sweets, and starchy carbs really do give me energy. They really do make me feel more calm. So, of course, my body wants them. I lived so highly on these foods that I actually wore my thyroid out. Now I take thyroid hormones every day, unfortunately. Um, And it didn't have to be that way, but I didn't know that the foods I was choosing were overstimulating the thyroid gland. So a diet curbing refined carbohydrates, caffeine, and sweets, including fruit, while focusing on quality meats and vegetables is going to work great for me. Yes, I could be a South Beach or an Atkins girl. In fact, I have done those, and they are very successful. 
In fact, one time, my husband and I, I think it may have been like maybe the second South Beach book that came out. My husband and I decided we were going to do South Beach. And we did. And I, it was great for me. I did well. I felt great. I had lots of energy. I lost weight. Um, it, it was great. My husband, on the other hand, and, and, and the, you know, before the break, I, I talked to you about the fact that we are very different people. Well, he did it. And there was really very little weight change, and um, he didn't like the foods, and he was getting very grumpy. I mean, like weird mood swing grumpy. And uh, I finally said, "Dude, I, you know, I think you got to stop. This is not working for you." And and as soon as he went back and started eating um, some rice, he felt much better because his body needs those type of carbohydrates. My body does great with the vegetable carbohydrates. If I never ate rice again, my body wouldn't care. Now, I like rice, and I use, and then I, of course, do not completely restrict it because we want to create balance. So, you know, caffeine, sweets, and starchy carbs are definitely my downfall. Um, my adrenal clients, though, have no idea about these cravings. <laughs> Seriously, I, you know, they usually couldn't care less about sweets. In fact, I laugh when I've taught a class before, and and this is the, the the primary piece of the class. And I start talking about things like, oh, the love of caffeine, sweets, and starchy carbs. And you see, you know, a certain portion of the room head bobbing up and down. Yes, they know exactly what I'm talking about. And other people kind of blank staring at me, like I have no idea what she's talking about. Um, but then. I'll say, or you could be a person, an adrenal person, and you start talking about cheesy sauces or salty French fries, and suddenly other heads are bouncing up and down, and they know exactly what I'm referencing regarding energetic comfort food, because theirs are different. Uh, Pituitary dominant people love their dairy foods. It's usually cheeses, yogurts, ice cream, all those sweet and fatty foods. And then there's reproductive system dominant people. And these people hear me loud and clear when I start talking about greasy and spicy foods. I mean, watch them go when it's Mexican and barbecue time. I mean, that's, that's, that's their food. So these are the four main systems that I've identified through research and working with individual clients. And there's not um, a tremendous amount of crossover, um, particularly. So normally, at least one of those people really feel drawn to. Uh, they may have a second. Uh, it's, you know, some people are so dominant in one that they're you know, that they're very out of balance. Other people like me have one dominant and a very strong second gland for energy. And you, know, most people feel that way. They're like, I totally crave this, or I really want that, and 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 that's that's okay. You know, then that's how we start identifying those those glands. But what we really want to strive for, though is to create balance. We don't want any one gland overstimulated. And we do that by choosing the foods that will stimulate the other glands. That's when our body really finally finds its ideal weight, the energy is consistent all day, moods are reliable, food food cravings disappear, and, and we look and feel our best. I know I said there's no one size fits all, but... I just talked about four basic guidelines, and that's definitely not true bio-individuality. No two thyroid-dominant people are going to be exactly the same, but it's a good starting point. And you won't spend years trying all your friends' plans, the latest magazine article, or the newest celebrity diet. 
You can identify your dominant gland with a free questionnaire on my website, therightnutritionplan.com. Find it on the right sidebar under the quick links. It's called When and What to Eat. We discussed identifying what to eat, but let's talk about when to eat. You know, remember the magazines I was talking about? One said, uh, what was it, two to four, every two to four hours, and another one said, you know, wait at least four hours. And, you know, both of them are saying that if you don't do that, that's what's ruining your diet. Um, yeah, so, so let's, let's talk a little bit about that. Let's see if we can demystify that a little bit. So when you eat is nearly as important as what you eat. Each dominant gland has a rhythm. It has a time of day when the dominant gland is most active and a time of day when it's least active. Um, it, it's not, it, you know, it's really easy not to eat during the time of maximum activity of the dominant gland. And, and you probably know this timing all on your own. So, you know, you, if you know just naturally what time of day you have the most energy, and that's when you're probably scheduling your, your gym workouts, your major meetings, you know, all that kind of stuff, because you already know that this is the time of day you have the most energy. And it's really easy then. You don't have to worry about eating at that time. Your body's just going full, full gear. Where it becomes really hard is when it, when it comes to the time of least activity. I mean, this is when we're really drawn to that food to give us the energy lift because, you know, we're going to, and so we are going to deal with snacking at that point. Um, for example, again, we're going to, I'm going to use myself. So I am a thyroid person. So I have a lot of energy in the morning. I'm, I'm, I jump out of bed. Okay, maybe I don't jump out of bed. I'm a little slower than that. But I, most of my energy is first thing in the morning. And then just kind of slowly peters out during the day. But definitely a.m. is, is my, my big time. And I am an early to bed, early to rise. Uh, truthfully, I have to like prepare to see New Year's Eve at midnight because I am well sound asleep before midnight almost every night. So, you know, I have to gear up for that because that's not me. I mean, I'm up really early and I go to bed really early. But knowing this timing allows me to schedule and to eat with my body's rhythm. So I eat a big breakfast and then I snack a little bit throughout the day and it just I eat less and less and less. Uh, through through the day. Now, as a great example, I happened to last night be eating out and I overate in the evening. Uh, it was wonderful food, this locally sourced organic stuff. It was just fabulous. And um, so I, I, I did. I ate too much. I gave my body too much energy and it took me a while to fall asleep. And I had not the best sleep or in the evening because I had overstimulated at a time when my body is not ready to adjust to that. Now, the same thing happens with like my adrenal clients that we were talking about before. So adrenal people are usually the ones that tell me, oh, you know, I don't get going before 10 a.m. You know, or don't ask me to do anything before then. You know, and then they get they, they they're kind of slow to get going in the morning, but they get there. They go really well later in the afternoon. They actually usually hit a second wind sometimes and, and end up. Um, you know, can go till two or three in the morning being super creative and, and, and you know, the times where I am sound asleep and cannot even think. So, you know, for an adrenal person, then we want a smaller breakfast. We want something light that goes with their, their body rhythm. And then they eat more around lunchtime. And then depending on if they're going to try and go to bed early, you know, they may have uh, or stay up, you know, super late. Depends on, on what their dinner looks like. But if you... 
if the adrenal person picks up the uh, magazine and says, well, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. You have to have a big, high-protein breakfast. Well, then, you know, they're going to be in some trouble because uh, they're going to end up overstimulating in the morning when their body isn't able to adapt to it. And and then they end up with all this energy in the morning when they're they're not ready for it, and they end up needing to, feeling like they're hungry all day long because what they've done is they've they've overstimulated. They started that hormone process when their body wasn't ready for it. So, you know, we have to we have to be really well. Okay, it comes right back to that every diet works for someone. We just have to identify which one is best for us individually. So we have to work within our dominant gland to have this best success, but we also have to work within our personal goals. So if you're trying to lose weight, that's going to be different than maintaining weight. So, um, you know, no matter which dominant gland you have, you know, the idea behind losing weight is you are going to eat more frequently to keep the metabolism running, revved up, going, burning those calories, where if you're maintaining weight, you don't have to eat as frequently. You can do the four hours in between, and it's not going to be a problem. And here's where bio-individuality really comes into play then. By knowing your dominant gland and your personal goals, you can design your own plan for success. Now, I mentioned snacking, and I want to go back to that for just a second. The desire to snack is not a random occurrence. It is also related to the rhythm of the dominant gland. Each gland has that time of day when it's at its lowest ebb. And when it's at that low ebb, this is the danger time. This this produces a, a total danger time when the energy is low and your desire to have that energy lift is going to be the hardest to resist. And it's easy. In fact, it's too easy at that point to reach for food containing a stimulant for your dominant gland. Okay, for me, that right there, I'm right there at the coffee and donut right now. Because at that, well, not at this moment, but if I let that happen, you know that that that's when it's going to happen. That's when I'm going to want that. If you, so if you choose a snack, you know, if you're looking at it and you're saying, I want to do weight loss, I want to, you know, so if you're going to choose a snack, that's fine, but it needs to be a food that will support another gland in a gentle, healthy way. So that you still get an energy lift that the body's crying out for, but with minimal harm to the diet and the body. And, and actually, you won't get the same energy lift because you're not going to stimulate your dominant gland, but you're going to get an energy lift. And that's, you know, it is an a- adaptation and, and, and that's okay. You know, we can get our bodies to adapt because as I talked about last week, the body is amazing. It will adapt to what you give it. And again, we have to work within our dominant gland to have the best success. But again, we also have to work within our personal goals. So if you have that energy ebb and, and flow that's going, then we need to eat a little, a little more. We need that snack. If you already have sustained energy all day, you don't have to worry about the snack as much. You know, so they all, again, all these plans work for somebody. We just have to work within our own dominant gland, and then we automatically get the best success. So you're probably thinking, what can I do right now to improve my success? But we have to take a short break. When we come back, I'll start on some easy tips that you can do today. You're listening to Eat Well to Live Well with me, your host, Kelly Hill.
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Want energy all day? Ready to lose fat without feeling deprived? Tired of complicated weight loss programs? Wish there was a way to lose weight without processed and unnatural food? It's time to jumpstart your metabolism in a healthy way, the Kelly Hill way. This easy-to-follow two-week fat loss program has a 100% success rate to date. It creates and maintains overall health while reducing fat. You'll have more energy, think clearer, feel better, and have lost fat. All while following the two-week menu plan of simple recipes that use real, natural food and include healthy tips for every meal. The two-week fat loss program is a clear, easy-to-follow plan that will help anyone get back on the road to optimal health. Order the Right Plan Nutritional Counseling two-week fat loss program today at therightnutritionplan.com slash book. Cleanse and detoxify your body. 28 Days to Better Health Using Nutrient-Dense Whole Foods is the hot new book written by Kelly Hill. We're inundated daily with toxic compounds in our food, water, air, even our own metabolic process. In this new book, Kelly leads us on that 28-day journey to better health using real, natural food. Experience with over 60 recipes to choose from. This is a cleanse that won't leave you bored. And while your taste buds are happy, you'll benefit from increased energy levels, an improved digestive system, a decrease in food sensitivities and cravings, minimizing aches, pains, and allergies. Begin your 28-day journey to better health and nutrition today by ordering your copy of Cleanse and Detoxify Your Body at therightnutritionplan.com slash book. Everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and the right plan. Rightplannutrition.com slash book. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. This is Eat Well to Live Well with your host, Kelly Hill. Have a question for Kelly? You can email her at eatwelltolivewell at therightnutritionplan.com. Now back to Kelly Hill. Welcome back as we continue at Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. I'm your host, Kelly Hill. Before the break, I explained the four basic dominant glands and how they can affect your success. Let's start talking about tips to help you eat well to live well. No matter which gland is dominant in your body, your state of mind can highly affect how foods digest, the degree of nutrient absorption, how hungry you feel later, how satisfied you are with your meal, how much you eat, and ultimately your overall success. So the more you can remain in a parasympathetic state, the more success you will achieve. So what's a parasympathetic state? Yeah, no, I know. Um, So let's back up just a second, though, because I want to make sure that you understand the big picture, because this is is easy to to give you the best results. But you do need to understand it a little bit. So let's step back and talk about digestion first. So digestion is actually the mechanical and chemical breakdown of food. Uh, The goal of digestion is to reduce food to molecules so small that the nutrients from our nutrient-dense food can be absorbed and used by the cells. So digestion truly begins, though, in the brain. The sight and smell of food triggers our salivary glands to begin producing saliva. 
I mean, we all have some food that we can think of that gets our mouth juices flowing, whether it's you know the smell of pizza or grandma's cookies, um, and or we all have some food that that just by seeing it makes us want to eat it. You know, pastries in a bakery case or fresh cheese being sampled at a creamery. You know, we can't even smell these foods, yet our mouth is watering. In fact, mine is right now. I know. Oh, yeah, try it. Anyway, that's, that's our brain ready to start the digestive process. The, the mouth is the physical gateway to the digestive system. You know, this is the mechanical and chemical breakdown of food begins right there in our mouth. The enzyme amylase is secreted in your saliva to start the chemical breakdown. And as you're chewing, you know, the teeth start the mechanical breakdown as as you chew your food. So the first step in digestion goes haywire for most people because we're not usually in this parasympathetic state. We're usually sympathetically stressed. So sympathetic is more of an amped up feeling. Like I think uh, fight or flight versus relaxed and mellow. Uh, you know, to properly digest food, we need to be in a parasympathetic state. We need to relax while we eat. We also need to take the time to properly chew our foods. I recommend about 30 seconds per bite. Without this step, the brain doesn't get the message to trigger the proper digestive processes for the food that you're eating. So without properly chewing food, it doesn't get broken down enough, which places this this big burden on the stomach to do not only its job, but the job that the mouth was supposed to do beforehand. And, And finally, the production of saliva doesn't get triggered, so we don't end up with a chemical breakdown. It's not occurring either. So, you know, but here's the thing. These are potential dysfunctions that are really easy to fix. So first, we need to ensure we're in a parasympathetic state. This system, the parasympathetic system, stimulates the production of digestive enzymes and stimulates the process of digestion and elimination. So being in a parasympathetic state actually reduces our blood pressure, reduces our heart rate, and reduces our respiratory rate. So while we're in a parasympathetic state, you're actually conserving energy through relaxation and rest. So to help bring about a parasympathetic state, you prepare your meals. So here's what you're going to do, okay? I'm going to walk you through this step by step. So you're going to prepare your meal, and you're going to sit down to eat. You're going to start by taking two or three deep breaths with your eyes closed. Note the aroma. Now, I know some of you are rolling your eyes right now going, what kind of yoo-hoo woman am I talking about? But I will give you some examples of how well this works. But I'm going to walk you through it first. I want you to try it. Please, just try it, okay? I know you may feel silly the first couple times, but and I'll get to how to, to get around that too. But I want to walk you through this. So, you know, start by taking two or three deep breaths with your food in front of you and your eyes closed. Really note the aroma. What does that smell like? You know, get your body ready for it. Then open your eyes and take another two or three deep breaths while you really notice the visual appeal of your meal. What does it look like? Note the colors and the textures. Now, if your food does not have colors and textures, I'm going to begin to question whether you're eating nutrient-dense whole foods. 
because nutrient-dense whole foods are beautiful. They're not bland. They're not boring. They're not gray. So make sure that you're noting the color. Note the texture. All of this will help you relax and prepare your body to receive the nourishment. Now you can take your first bite. Here's the second area that's easy to fix. Chew the food until it's a liquid. I tell my clients that for optimal health, you need to chew your liquids to slow down the absorption and drink your solids, chewing until it's a liquid state. So I'm going to repeat that to make sure you get it. So chew your liquids. So if you're swallowing, doesn't matter what that that drink is, to slow down the absorption, you're going to run it around in your mouth a little bit. Chew it. Chew your liquid, literally. And then you want to actually almost be able to drink your solids. So you're going to chew your foods until it's basically almost a liquid state and it's practically going down all by itself. Chew your liquids, drink your solids. Now, you're chewing along, you're, getting, you, you got, you're going to do this for 30 seconds, you're going to get that to a liquid. So now it's the time to really note the taste, the temperature, the texture. Now, if you're struggling and you need help slowing down, Put your utensil down between your bites or eat with your non-dominant hand. So if you're a right-handed person, eat with your left hand. And, and that, these things will help you slow down. So then continue with each bite, really focusing on the food and chewing until it's almost liquid or until it is liquid. Take a few deep breaths occasionally during the meal. Just slow down. Take those deep breaths. What I want you to do is think of each meal as an experience to savor. It, it's not something to be rushed or hurried. Um, if you can make the time, take 15 minutes after each meal to just relax. Letting your meal digest um, before, kind of, before you have to gear up and get back into that active sympathetic state. You know, just, just kind of get in that mellow spot. I mean, this is partially why we have that 30-minute lunch break. You know, 15 minutes to eat. Most people, even doing it this slow, still they're done with way less than 15 minutes. And then 15 minutes to relax. Now, obviously, I, I suggest not eating while working at your computer or watching television or reading a book. I mean, for optimal health, we really have to focus on the foods we're consuming. That you just take that time, and it, it's gonna <laughs> you're gonna feel so much better. Now, these two tricks—I mean, just these two—were all it took for many of my clients to change their health. One of my best stories is a lady named Sandra, and she told me I could use her story. And so the the thing with her is she lives in a very very sympathetic state environment. Uh, she is a, a, a big person at a bank. And so three weeks out of every month, she's on the road. And so she'd been to nutritionists because she wasn't happy with her health or her weight. And, you know, they always told her the same thing, which I would normally tell people too, is you need to make your snacks, you need to, you know, eat more foods at home. But, you know, in this woman's world, that is never going to happen. I mean, she's on the road. She's eating in meetings. She's... Um, you know, th- th- this is a busy world. She's eating at at LAX all the time. I mean, she's she's in this world where the idea of making snacks and foods and packing them and putting them in a in a bag and taking them around with her is never going to work. I mean, she's not at home three weeks out of of every month. And so, 
what we did with her, well, besides, of course, we did learn, you know, we worked on how to find make the best choices at the places that she was eating at. But we also looked at the fact that these two tricks, these two simple things that she needed to just slow down, recognize her food, get herself into the parasympathetic state, and chew her food. Those were the only two things she did. Without any other efforts, we didn't change anything else. She lost 15 pounds. Her food is digesting better. She wasn't hungry throughout the day, and her overall health improved tremendously. This is no major dietary change, just being in a parasympathetic state and properly chewing her food. And and she did this so simply, and, and she said, yeah, the, yes, at, in the beginning, she said, I felt silly when she'd be at a big meeting, it's a long table, everybody's here, the food's being catered in, it's and set down. And, you know, she's while everybody else is, is starting the meeting and they're chewing their food as fast as they can, you know, she's sitting there, she's taking her two to three deep breaths, she's really looking at her food. I mean, she did this and she said the first couple times she felt really silly. She's like, Oh my gosh, what's this woman asking me to do? But she said the amazing thing is most everybody else doesn't even notice. They're flying along so fast in their own worlds that they're not even paying attention that she's still, you know, sitting there staring at her food. She said once in a while somebody had asked her if if there was something wrong with it. And she said, no, I'm just looking at it. And that's all she really did. She just slowed down. She got herself, even though she's in the middle of this meeting and she's going, you know, a hundred miles an hour still, she was able to, for that time frame, slow her body, get into the parasympathetic state and really get to the point where she could absorb this food and get the most out of it. And that's what helped her lose the weight and digest the food, stay full, and overall health improved tremendously. Her doctors were amazed with what we we did. So, you know, no major dietary changes here, just being in a sympathetic state and properly chewing her food. So you can do this too. These steps are easy and convenient. There's no excuse for not making these changes if you want to get healthier. This is simple. Okay, I won't get on my soapbox today, I promise. But these are simple tips to help you eat well to live well. And that's why you're listening, right? We have to take a short break right now. When we come back, we'll be talking a few more tips for when you're eating out, because we all eat out. You're listening to Eat Well to Live Well with me, your host, Kelly Hill. Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. Cleanse and detoxify your body. 28 Days to Better Health. Using nutrient-dense whole foods is the hot new book written by Kelly Hill. We're inundated daily with toxic compounds in our food, water, air, even our own metabolic process. This new book, Kelly leads us on that 28-day journey to better health using real, natural food. Experience with over 60 recipes to choose from. This is a cleanse that won't leave you bored. And while your taste buds are happy, you'll benefit from increased energy levels, an improved digestive system, a decrease in food sensitivities and cravings, minimizing aches, pains, and allergies. Begin your 28-day journey to better health and nutrition today by ordering your copy of Cleanse and Detoxify Your Body at therightnutritionplan.com slash book. Everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and the right plan. Rightplannutrition.com slash book. 
Better than an apple a day? An online membership to the right plan. With an on-the-go lifestyle, it can be hard to make our nutrition a priority. Kelly Hill was there. That's why the Right Plan Nutrition online membership was formed. Over the years, Kelly's worked on solutions that can make health and nutrition decisions easier, saving time and money. Find hundreds of fun, fast, exciting, healthy recipes for the family that everyone will love. A new recipe with video tutorial each month so you fully understand how to make what are sure to become your family's favorite foods. Great research on biased articles on nutrition, encouragement through the success stories of others, weekly support emails to help you continue reaching your goals, and so much more. Membership has its benefits. And with the Right Play Nutrition Online membership, the benefit is more time to spend with a healthier you and healthier family. Become a member today at therightnutritionplan.com slash membership. Everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and right plan. Rightnutritionplan.com Want energy all day? Ready to lose fat without feeling deprived? Tired of complicated weight loss programs? Wish there was a way to lose weight without processed and unnatural food? It's time to jumpstart your metabolism in a healthy way. The Kelly Hill way. This easy-to-follow two-week fat loss program has a 100% success rate to date. It creates and maintains overall health while reducing fat. You'll have more energy, think clearer, feel better, and have lost fat. All while following the two-week menu plan of simple recipes that use real, natural food and include healthy tips for every meal. The two-week fat loss program is a clear, easy-to-follow plan that will help anyone get back on the road to optimal health. Order the Right Plan Nutritional Counseling two-week fat loss program today at therightnutritionplan.com slash book. Not only can you learn about new and fascinating nutritional products at therightnutritionplan.com, but you can win them too. Every month, The Right Plan features a nutritional or innovative product like the ECO Lunchbox, pumpkin seed butter and pumpkin protein powder, fudge sauce from Wax Orchards, Zorba's handcrafted raw chocolates, coconut oil, and so much more. And every month, one lucky visitor will win the product to try themselves. It's easy to enter. Just visit therightnutritionplan.com slash giveaway. After you've entered the giveaway, check out some of Kelly's delicious recipes that not only will please your taste buds, but your waistline and health as well. At therightnutritionplan.com, you'll learn more about all the wonderful nutritious options that are available to you and your family. Remember, everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose in the right plan. RightNutritionPlan.com slash giveaway. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're tuned in to Eat Well to Live Well with your host, Kelly Hill. You can connect with the show by emailing Kelly at eatwelltolivewell at therightnutritionplan.com. Follow Kelly on Twitter at The Right Plan. Now back to Kelly Hill. Welcome back as we continue at Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. I'm your host, Kelly Hill. We've been talking about identifying your dominant gland in order to find the best individual plan and the easiest tips to improve your health. Make sure to join us next Monday at 2 p.m. as I'll help you learn to conquer your food cravings. Now let's talk about tips for eating out. We all eat out. It doesn't matter how healthy we are. We, we eat out. So we need to understand how to do this best. Knowing your dominant gland can help you identify your best choices when eating out. But even without that knowledge, you can make some general changes right now. So we're going to start with that. 
first, the biggest one I would like you to walk away with, plan ahead. Plan, plan, plan. Almost all restaurants these days have websites, and the bigger restaurants have very exceptionally good websites that you can take condiments on and off. You can change breads, whatever they allow, and you can end up with the nutritional data. So use these websites. You will be so surprised at how much information you can get by just planning ahead. Now, we all have meetings that are out. In fact, I do this thing with my chamber of commerce where we go to lunch in groups, and, and I don't ever have a choice. The chamber sets you up with chamber businesses. So, um, you know, I never know where I'm going. But a lot of times that we seem to end up at Red Robin. Now, this is not a restaurant that I had ever eaten at before. And the first time, uh, of course, I get on the website, and they have a, uh, by the way, they have a great website. You can do all sorts of stuff there and get my nutritional information. And and I started out by looking at the general menu, and I, you know, now this is what I do. I eat and breathe, you know, and sleep nutrition. So you would think just by looking at it, I'd be able to snap. I got the bet, you know, just like that. Um, and that's not always true. That's the, the thing about using the websites. And so I pulled up what I thought would be, you know, a great option, and I put, looked at it, and, oh, my gosh, it was absolutely unbelievable. I mean, I could never. it was like an entire day's worth of, of fat and calories. And I was like, what is on? It was a salad. I'm like, what is on the salad? And, you know, so then I started playing around with it and taking stuff off and whatnot. I was like, oh, this is a nightmare. I mean, this is a, a total pain that I won't even bother. And so I picked a different salad and did the same thing and, you know, made a few substitutions and some changes. And I was like, oh, hey, that's perfect. That's what I'm looking for. It's the right amount. It's okay. Got it. Well, I always do a backup plan too. And I highly recommend this. If you have the time and you really can plan out Always do a backup plan because the first time I went uh, to the Red Robin for the the chamber thing, they had that salad and it was great. And I made the substitutions and it was it was fabulous. Actually, it was just perfect. And then the next time I showed up, I was going to order the same salad. Well, it was a seasonal salad, and so it wasn't available anymore. So luckily, I always had a, a backup plan though. So because you never know, you just you, you're not sure what changes. So I always plan two meals. Once in a while, they still throw me, but most of the time, two meals is enough. So I went with my backup plan, and and that was a little more complicated. That's why I didn't want to go with it is, you know, there were more substitutions, more more pieces, and, and uh, you know, I try, I've been a server. I, I don't want to annoy my server, and so the lady goes off with it, and when she comes back with it, she la- she tells me the story, and she she's laughing, and she said, well, when I took this back, the, the cook looked at me and said, does this person not know that they're eating at Red Robin? And, you know, and of course, they did it. They, they asked what I, you know, what I asked, and, uh, and she said, then, by the time he, he did it all and put it all together, he looks at it and goes, wow, this looks great. I'm making this for my dinner today. <laughs> And so, you know, and then he came out and we had a little discussion about, you know, why I did it this way. And it was, uh, again, a great opportunity to uh, teach somebody uh, about their own food. So um, always have a second if you can. But at minimum, plan ahead for the first one. That's, that's the big one. Please plan, plan, plan. And, uh, you know, have an idea. The other benefit of planning is if you know what you're going to eat when you walk in, you don't have to look at the menu. So they can give you the specials and you can ignore them. You know, your friend sitting across the way that, that says, oh, hey, but let's split, blah, blah, blah. You already know. You just say, hey, no, I already, I know what I want. You know, you don't, you don't even have to look at it. You don't have to be, you won't be enticed because if you show up and you're hungry, something's going to entice you. You know, you, something that, that is going to 
stimulate that dominant gland is going to make you move that direction instead of the food that you know is the right choice. So, you know, do that. Make that. Go for that. Know it. Plan it, plan it, plan it. Okay, I've said enough. Moving on. Know your weaknesses and avoid them. So we've already talked about I'm a thyroid person. Guess what? I do not go to meetings at coffee shops because coffee shop, bakery, pastries, I can't do it. I don't have the willpower to sit there and not have a cup of the coffee or um, a, a sweet of some sort. So just don't, you know, just avoid those. Don't put yourself into the situation that you know is going to send you down a bad path. Just skip it. Go somewhere else. Very easy to do. Now, obviously, if you don't have the choice, you don't have the choice. But, you know, when at all possible, if somebody says to me, hey, let's go meet at blah, blah, blah coffee place, I'll say, hey, you know, how about here instead? You know, most people are good with that. So, you know, be strong and in, in the areas that's easy to be strong. If you have a choice for restaurants and you're choosing, um, look for ethnic restaurants where the base is fresh vegetables, whole grains and smaller amounts of meat. Now, I'm not against meat. I'm not a vegetarian. Far from it. But most of the meats served in restaurants have been fed antibiotics and are factory farm. We'll discuss this dilemma in our our very complex uh, system of corporate food in another segment. But unless you know you're eating grass-fed beef or pastured poultry, choose the smaller meat options. Then and the next tip is to start off right. Order, if you walk in and you're really famished, get started right away. Don't wait if you know that you're super hungry. The minute you walk in and you're seated, tell your major D or hostess or whoever it is that you want uh, like a salad, a side salad, a bowl of broth, a seafood cocktail, something to get you going right away so that you're not worried about, because the longer you wait, you're going to get more and more hungry. If you're already hungry, you're going to overeat by the time your food's there. So make sure that you're starting out easy right, right as soon as you walk in the door. So it, if you really have the ability, what I also recommend is if you're going to do a salad, if that's your go-to, um, you know, get oil and vinegar on the side, or truthfully, I bring my own dressing. I, in my pack, I always have my dressing with me. Uh, I go to Rotary every week and, and I'll eat the food there, but I bring my own dressing. I do not know what kind of oil they have in that that salad dressing. And and they laugh at me. I, you know, whip out my, shake up my, my dressing in the middle of the meeting. But, you know, again, you, you have to take, I don't care because I, I, it's about being healthy to me. So you guys eat whatever you want. I'm going to eat what I want. Uh, bowl of broth is always good. Many, many countries uh, for, for thousands of years have started their meals with a nice bowl of broth. So that's always a good one too. Um, or the seafood cocktail, like I said, just now here's, here's one of those spots. Cocktail sauce, very seldom a good choice. So uh, ask for some lemon instead. Don't even have the cocktail sauce brought to you. You don't want to be tempted by it. The next one that I want to talk about, I know that there are nutritionists out there that will disagree with me, but I think it's more important that you order something you like than that you order something you dislike and you end up dissatisfied. Because when you do that, when you're unhappy with the food, you're possibly going to end up eating the foods you crave later in order to feel satisfied. So you know, enjoy a smaller amount of something you really like than ordering you know, a big 
thing of rabbit food that you hate and because you're not you're not going to be happy and and food I, like i said before i love food and i love health so healthy food doesn't necessarily mean that that i'm i'm pushing you know junk that i don't like down my throat like we talked about this before eat slowly and savor the food focus on food for maximum pleasure for minimum calories we talked about that in the last segment, but that's, that, again, is a tip I want to reiterate because so much changes by just being able to do the, that, those two little things. Slow down, really chew the food. Now, if you're able to go eat out with a friend, um, that's even better because take home half the meal or order half portions or split it. All of those are great options. Um, I, I don't know where the hour has gone. Um, there, there's more great tips. We'll have to do another segment on that because eating out, I know, is always difficult for people. But remember, you can identify your dominant gland for free on my website, therightnutritionplan.com. Find it on the right sidebar under the quick links. It's called When and Where to When and What to Eat. Take a few um, Take a few of these healthy eating tips on your next restaurant visit and slow down to savor your meal. If you enjoy these types of nutrition tips, sign up for my free weekly nutrition tips email at therightnutritionplan.com. Each week, I'll give you some little pearl of wisdom that you can take with you for the week. Next week, learn how to conquer your food cravings because when you eat well, you live well. So join me every Monday at 2 p.m. for Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. See you next week. Thank you for being a part of our show today. Live Well to Eat Well with Kelly Hill. You can listen to the program live every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Everything you eat has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and the right plan. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.